what is going on? I was like, save it. Save it for the Save show. it for the show. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. Hello and welcome to the Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. I'm Erin. What's up? Hey, hey, how you doing? Me or them? Happy Sunday. Oh, everybody. everybody. Whoever wants to stay. <laughs> how are you doing, Leslie? I'm all right. How are you? I'm, that's your f- fake answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm okay. Happy Sunday. I can't believe we still stick to, like, taping on Sundays. Yeah, we've gotten good at that. I've when gotten start doing bad that? at, like, uploading the same day, but we're still good about taping. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we do not stick to uploading. I have not like, done that within since a certain last week. I was gonna, I know, and then the weather's like, wait a second, I'm gonna drop a bunch <laughs> of snow, and then I'm gonna be like sixty degrees. <laughs> I think that you used to always do it on like Tuesdays or Thursdays or something. Like it was like always. You're like, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. and now we're like, Mer. and then I, I'm like, well. Mm. Maybe people saw it. I don't have to post. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. I mean, people like give up. Oh, gosh. I just hit a button. Hopefully I didn't mess anything up. Um, uh, that's what happens in, um, you know, podcast world since it's like free mm-hmm. and uh, in theory easy or whatever. And just kind of it's just basically um, self. What is it when you do things that are just like showing off your, your like self-promotion? Yeah, it's like self-promotion, but I'm also like, uh, there's even another word I was, it's like self-indulgent, I guess, too, both. So people kind of like, don't worry over time. We've made it through almost four seasons, though. Yeah. Of a very random show that most people don't know exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like, um, a lot of my coworkers at hearts. the art museum are younger. Mm-hmm. Like, a oh, few of them are my age and older, but a lot of them are younger, and one of we were talking about something and she was asking what I was going to do this weekend. And I mentioned the podcast oh and she God. was like, Oh, you podcast. What do you podcast about? And I was like, the 80 show designing women. And she's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. You are, Most people you don't. are literally the youngest person who knows what it is. I think probably. Yeah. You have to be. Cause you're even younger than like, you're younger than me. You're younger than like Tucker. You're younger than Lee below you. People don't. Know. <laughs> I'm like they the cutoff. No what it is. You're the cutoff. I think so. It's even surprising that you know, because like, okay, in nineteen, how wait, how old were you in nineteen ninety four? Four, yeah, and that was so. You, wait, I didn't watch this when it was like. I mean, I didn't watch it in real time. Like yeah, my no. parents always you watched didn't. like Golden Girls and you're stuff like in syndication when yeah. I was a little bit older. But I mean, I was, I was watching Golden Girls probably from like five or six. I don't know how old I was when we watched this. I'm sure this came on before or after. Yeah. You mean, like, before, after, like, in the lineup? No, just, like, in whatever like the they night. were watching. Oh, I got excited for a moment. I was like, <laughs> that's, like, how it is on, um, isn't, like, that on, like, Logo nowadays? I think so, yeah. That they, like, kind of play them on, like, Fridays or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> With, like, Empty Nest and, like, yep. you know, like, what other things would be, like. If you need to watch Empty Nest, uh, a lot of it's on YouTube, just a heads up. Is that how you were watching before yep. with your mom? That's oh, no, that was on TV. But I've seen them on YouTube. Well, who plays it? Is it like TV Land? Mm, I don't know. They have like 800 channels. 
and I don't know mm. how their channels work. You yeah, have mentioned this before. <laughs> um, I still haven't found where Jeopardy is on my channels. Uh, it's <laughs> usually on I ABC, to... whatever your ABC is. No, I know. I know. I can't But I don't know what that is. I think I need to reset it because it's trying to get these New York channels. Oh. And I have to remember how to, like, make it, make... like, reset itself yeah. for, like, L.A. Um. So, yeah. I, I can't work TV. I, t- I got a lot of... A lot of uh, Korean, particularly, channels. Mm-hmm. Some Spanish, some Japanese. We've talked about this before. <laughs> um, but yeah, when people have lots of, like when I go, my parents have a satellite dish. Do your parents have a satellite dish? Is that what it is? No, they just have like a, just whatever their Comcast cable is and they have the, the fancy package. There's a lot of channels? Yeah. Oh. They've got like HBO and Cinemax and Stars. and Cable Showtime is so and- expensive for stuff to not be on demand and have so many commercials. <laughs> it know, is like impressive big... what's on demand though i mean when you pay for like mm. the package you have to do it right yeah yep. they watch a lot because i'm thinking like way. i wouldn't go back to cable i don't no. think it's been i think more than like 10 years or something since i've had it oh it's been way i think it's way longer than actually um let's say at least 10 and i was like oh if i ended up like settling somewhere again would i want to get cable and i was like no because it's so expensive per week when you could like and i'm already paying for like you know i wouldn't want to get rid of like netflix and amazon and yeah and hulu, hulu and, and all stuff. that stuff so like no <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as you can kind of watch like you know do oh god lord <laughs> you okay over there <laughs> no did you hear that yeah i don't know what it was though it was the front door oh <laughs> Wow. Packed a punch. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me. I never, that's not how I live my life. <laughs> it's just, I'm always with people that are surprised by how quiet I am. Because um, <laughs> of how they are. Uh, you know what? My, actually, it was so funny. My last place was like that. Like, my roommate, <laughs> he was like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's gone for the night. All right. Like, slam in the door. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Anyway, side note. There we go. Do you want me to talk about the holiday? I don't know. Yeah, we're even talking about TV. Stupid. (laughs) Um, holiday today is Squirrel Appreciation Day. Hmm. (laughs) That's not a day I would have thought existed. I know, but you know what's kind of cool? It has a North Carolina connection. That's why I wanted to um talk about it. Because the, I'll read the sentence from um, nationaldaycalendar.com. The creator, Christy Hargrove, is a wildlife rehabilitator in North Carolina and is affiliated with the Western North Carolina Nature Center. Oh, that's cool. I bet there are a bunch of squirrels there. I bet there are a bunch of squirrels there. <laughs> um, according to Christy, celebration, oh, there's this quote, quote, there's a quote. celebration, yep, celebration of the event itself is up to the individual or group. Anything from putting out extra food for the squirrels to learning something new about the species. Um, yeah, there are supposedly 200 species of squirrels in North America. Um, have you ever seen a black squirrel? No. I thought that they were a type of squirrel, but I think it's just that they have the um, melanism or something like that is what, I, what I've been uh, told since. Because I didn't see one until... Um, we went to upstate New York, mm-hmm. I think. Is that right? Yeah. My, me and my friend Elizabeth, we went to um, uh, Sleepy Hollow. And as, uh, like we took the train from the city. And as soon as we took the train, there was like this black squirrel. And we were like, oh, what? It was, ama- it was just completely black. And it was beautiful and amazing. Um, and then I saw one, I believe in Toronto as well. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and so I thought they were just kind of like more north than I had been since we had like the gray squirrels in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone said, no, it's just that they have like the, you know, the type of, um, uh, thing like, you know, like there's like melanism and there's, uh, what is it when you have only white albinoism? albinism yeah. <laughs> albinism i guess they call it um that's what they've told me. i don't know i need to look that up but i thought that was oh wait hmm hold on a second some of the oldest squirrels categorized on the list are the nocturnal arrow flying squirrel hello oh i like flying uh, Right, they're freaking adorable um don't have them as pets let them just be in the wild you idiots <laughs> um and <laughs> Because they're so cute, so people love to have them as pets. I'm like, stop being that. Did I ever tell you about um, the time one got in our house? What? Wait. When I, my, my this is sounding house? familiar, but I want to hear it again. I want to hear it again. Okay. So <laughs> I think you may have, but concussion. Go there ahead. was one night I was sitting out in the den. I'm pretty sure I was watching X-Files. And that's not relevant to the story, but, you know, it's back. So excellent. always relative, um, relevant to the... Oh, my God. We need to watch and it. And we okay. do. And Sunny starts flipping out like she is losing her mind and like Wait, how old is she the she baby no but she she was like like three three or four oh maybe. cute okay that okay. was in my yeah early-ish 20s so she was probably like anywhere from two to four okay. and uh she's like freaking out and then bex is following over like following her like what are you doing and i'm like what are you mm-hmm. doing and so she's trying to get behind the couch because one of their couches is on the wall and so I'm like, okay, clearly there's something behind the couch. What am I going to find when I pull the couch out? And so oh I pulled God, it out, and no. there's a flying no, squirrel no. on the wall looking <gasps> at me with these little bug eyes. And I'm like, what? what? And so Sunny's like, I need it. I need it. No. And so I'm like trying to put her in the bathroom, oh, no. trying to get Bex in the bathroom. I need it. And I'm like, how am I going to get this thing out of this house? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was talking to it, and I'm like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to open this door Teamwork. and then I'm going to take this broom and I'm not going to touch you with it. I'm going to slide it along the wall to encourage you to go <laughs> out the door. Please just go out the door. <laughs> you, were you afraid of it jumping at you? Yeah. <laughs> That's my life. I scream like someone is stabbing me in the eye if something like comes at me. I don't care if it's an adorable flying I know. Squirrel, it was so like, cute, but I'm like, please whatever. don't jump on me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Luckily, I was. Everything went according to plan. You know, I I did not even have to like. I didn't want to touch it or anything. I just wanted it to go. So uh, it took the hint and like ran out the door. And I was like, cool. Oh, good. Oh, good. Because I didn't know how that was gonna go. But yeah, that is hilarious. How did wait? How did it get in the house? I have no idea. Oh, no idea. Okay. We used that That's back door, like, funny. to come. We have, a, there's, like, a front door that we don't ever really use. So we would always use the back door to come and go. And my dad, like, would go out, like, you know, all hours of the night or whatever. So yeah, maybe one night it just got in. I don't know. Your dad might be secretly a werewolf or something. Oh, yeah. He's totally nocturnal. <laughs> I think if we all, in my family, if we all had our brothers, we would all be nocturnal. I don't know, though. You kind of have changed since you don't work at night anymore. I think you like, I think you didn't like working at night. No, that's true. I liked mm-hmm. I liked the first shift. I liked working till three, because mm-hmm. I could still go to sleep when it was dark, but I could go to sleep at like four thirty and sleep until one, like mm-hmm. legitimately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. This is how I work. <laughs> I sleep mm-hmm. until one in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll have that kind of shift again. 
Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. Please continue <laughs> talking about Squirrel Day. I interrupted it. No, I think that's it. I think we've covered, you know, like, um, oh, but the thing with the flying squirrel. Um, another one it said was a black giant squirrel is a diff- is another kind of squirrel uh, validated in 1778. So maybe that is a type of squirrel, black giant squirrel. That's not just a gray squirrel with black fur. Maybe. Or whatever. Or a brown squirrel with black fur or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I kind of love squirrels. I want to pet them all the time. <laughs> Like, I don't, because I'm kind of scared of touching things. But they just look so, like, I, I know that they're smushy, because I've had to, like, um when I was younger, there were many a baby squirrel that I, like, saved who had fallen out of nests, and you kind of take care of them, and then you would take them to somewhere, you know, like a, a wildlife place. I always found places that, um well, there's one time I didn't, and with my mom and my aunt, and I was, like, pissed at them, and whatever, it became a whole thing, but mostly I would, like, find these animals, and, like, you know, take them to uh people who like helped uh like wild animals mm-hmm. and then they would be back free you know it's not like it was somewhere they would stay which i liked mm-hmm. um but yeah the couple times there were squirrels i know how like kind of weirdly smushy they are <laughs> they're a bit like cats you know like cats are yep. like basically made of they're like fat and bones mm-hmm. there's no muscle there nope <laughs> they're just very soft versus a dog even if a dog is like obese it's still really hard for some reason um and cats are very soft and squirrels are like that where they're like real soft too they're just like these little bones um so that's kind of why i want to pet them mm-hmm. and they also just look nuts so that is the <laughs> that is the um the thing for today did you have a sugar baker moment i did um it snowed okay. here and i didn't have to go to work for two days <laughs> that was pretty exciting i love how you're like before in your planning and you're like maybe nothing's gonna like happen and i was like it's totally gonna snow i just knew <laughs> I it. i hope I was so because like, i was about deeply disappointed days. last time like i was pissed off because not only did it snow but i still had to go to work <laughs> and i was not happy yeah that's the worst when you have to like well that's why i, I feel different about snow days now because i lived in you know new york for two years mm-hmm. and now i live in la so like either way you don't really get snow days yeah. that much <laughs> um there was one last year i really 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 wanted a snow day when i started my last like spring semester i was still tired from like working in the hospital the um semester before <laughs> i had not had much time in between that um internship ending and the new semester beginning and um and I think I had a lot, I had like more classes or more work in the second semester in order to graduate early. Mm-hmm. And then we got a snow day sometime in January. And I was like, oh, I think it was a Monday too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just magical. I was like, what? It makes, I mean, because like half of the students lived on campus yeah. and didn't even have to leave the building to go to class. So it was kind of, and, and all of the um, faculty did too. So it was kind of funny that, that they, they were like, like no, no snow day. Because there are people to commute, yeah. commute far. Like most of the commuters lived in Brooklyn, which I thought was madness. That's a long ways. Brooklyn's expensive and far away. Expensive and <laughs> far like, away. Lose lose. What is going on? Um, but there is an IKEA there, so you know. Hey. <laughs> and artisan mayonnaise shops, as you were told about. Yes. I think it closed. So I don't think crazy. it made it. Yeah, because it's no an artisan mayonnaise shop. You can just get mayonnaise and put stuff in it if you want. Imagine what their rent was (laughs) just to be open. (laughs) Was it was it called artisan mayonnaise, or they did they try to at least put off it off as aioli? Let's see. No, don't actually research it. it. 
but that was a thing like you can get away with like being like arson aioli you know like it's because our aioli is kind of mayonnaise they have similar you know they're like the same ingredients and stuff just one's fancier um this one says permanently closed empire mayonnaise yeah. turning a one-time afterthought into an oh ultra tasty before thought lady j's sam mason has opened this new mayonnaise store amping up the whitest of condiments <laughs> <laughs> yes in <laughs> <And> multiple meanings <laughs> yeah they didn't make it and buy your mayonnaise think about it no i won't say i don't you like mayonnaise, mayonnaise so like, <laughs> at, I know. All. So, at all so imagine a whole store of it nope. let alone an empire an of empire it. of mayonnaise <laughs> you can be the queen of mayonnaise Ew. and rule your empire that's of mayonnaise that's gross yeah, you would not like that at all. Not at all. I thought of you when, like, I added a little bit of, I got, because since I was going to make chili today, but, um, uh, didn't, and, uh, <laughs> but what I, I was smart, I got a sandwich on the way home, because I was like, I'm going to be, you know how that is, yeah. like, you, if you're going to be cooking, you have to feed you yourself You still have first. to eat before you can eat the food that you make. Yeah, and I learned, if you get a kind of boring sandwich, definitely grill it. So, I did, but then, like, it had, like, this huge dry ass focaccia on t- on like the top and this the bottom had pesto but the dry ass focaccia and i was like um i know that i'm s- i need to add a little bit of mayonnaise to grill this and it makes it so it's not so like dry and ridiculous people do that with grilled cheeses too mm-hmm. um it's really good with like garlic mayonnaise or something like that adds uh some flavor to it so there you go cool. oh crap i got tired again oh no i'm sorry <laughs> now you got to talk about your no. sugar baker moment and you're tired i don't know if i have one Hmm. Mine are so. Did I do anything? I'm reading a pretty. No, I don't know if I like. I want to talk about this book. It's not a good book. <laughs> it doesn't have to be good for you to enjoy it. I know. Because I've really been listening to a lot of How Did This Get Made? I need to go to Largos and see it taped again. Um, Really funny. Love it loving it so much um that's the one thing that like i've been listening to a lot uh, on my walks and like cooking dinner and stuff as a backlog especially um uh the most recent episode or one of them where they're talking about second sight Mm -hmm. with john larroquette and bronson pinchot did you see that movie like growing up this so seems like one you would have seen think so oh my god you may have been too young um, cause I think it was in the eighties, but like, I'm pretty sure I saw it in theater and that I thought it was so funny. Of course, I think I must've had a crush on Bronson Pinchot cause I like loved perfect strangers. Although of course you did too. And it's just like a stupid, funny show, mm-hmm. I guess. But, um, I also loved this movie <laughs> when I was younger. It does not hold up at all. <laughs> like even I haven't watched it, but even hearing the description from the podcast, I was like, Oh, I could not sit through five minutes of this anymore. But I do love me some John Larroquette, which I'm learning from like watching The Librarians. That I was like, oh yeah, he's always just been kind of an interesting, like dude. Of course, like starting with Night Court, and then he was in like Tenth Kingdom. I love Night Court. Um, oh my God, Night Court's so good. Uh, so part of my Sugar Baker shoutouts to How Did This Get Made podcast. Um, and then the other, no, I really just don't like this book enough to <laughs> make people read it. <laughs> like, I'm going to finish it probably today. But <laughs> it's not that good. But it's called, I told you, right? It's like, it's called the, um, 
the source of magic i think or something like that and i think it was recommend oh it may have been even like one of those times where you send me like you know like free fantasy or romance or fantasy romance you know whatever like things when they give them for free i think it was one of those and i usually do just like like download a bunch if they're like free just to have as an option because you never know if you're going to like especially if it's a series Mm -hmm. you never know if you're going to like it um and this one is much more focused on like uh just mystical land and other realm and whatever than like sex and all that stuff uh so which i like more just because uh, people are very awkward at writing sex Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes like it's like oh that's not who's into that (laughs) like you know (laughs) um but it's kind of fun uh for that like it kind of built a world and then i got this morning i was reading it for quite a while and i'm like 90 percent through the book so i was like yes I'm hey gonna you're almost it. done <laughs> i know i was like 40 something yesterday so i'm pretty happy that i read a lot of it um and it's by someone it's like kate rowan or something like that like super it's got to be probably a fake name that's like super like irish or something mm-hmm. um but one thing i love about books like this i don't know if you've noticed this as well excuse me but um books that are like self pub I believe I shouldn't always say but they have that feel of self-published and like especially ones that are like in Scotland or Ireland I've noticed more than like England um, or like anywhere else in the world um, have this funny thing of like disconnect with this time period (laughs) like this decade so I keep wanting to think to like oh maybe this was written like in the 90s or something I've and noticed then, like, that too on certain you things. know but then but then they'll mm. say like some reference to something current like a song like there was one that I was sh- like they were using just terminology that was like no one has said since 1997 <laughs> or something like that not all the time but like some of the time when they were trying to be cool and then they talked about like a Katy Perry song and I was like what <laughs> Um, and this one was kind of like that too like at no point did did the character like mention their cell phone or um at one point they uh like didn't have their car keys but had to walk like 15 miles and got like a ride with anyone and i was like that would never happen in 2018 Mm -hmm. (laughs) like someone would be like getting an uber or something or whatever um and, and I don't remember what the reference was, but there was something that was like, oh, this is like recent. <laughs> it's so strange. I I kind of love it. So you've seen that too? And like you're kind of mm-hmm. like self I don't know. What is it? What is I that? I don't know. But it seems like, yeah, they're not writing in this decade. No. Especially if they're trying to be cool, like use a slang mm-hmm. or like something. I'm like, is this secretly like someone's grandmother who's always wanted to like <laughs> write something and they or like someone's like trying to be hip, like 56 year old mom or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it's kind of that's kind of the premise of like my dad wrote a porno. Like he that's another one that like I've never really read the book. I always just hear them read it on the podcast, but he'll make these references that you have no idea what time period is a little bit like <laughs> like you'll talk about a fax machine <laughs> um <laughs> and like what uh and like said someone got fax and then like and then they'll talk about like the millennium building in london so like clearly it's past the year 2000 <laughs> it's, it's like what is happening i think this is something about self-publishing i would love for people to weigh in on 
Um, <laughs> they know the reason why this is why a it thing. sounds like that. I have no idea. <laughs> if, if I self-publish anything, I have no interest in writing. But if I do, I'll have to do something like that, where it's like we talk about like MySpace, <laughs> how people meet, or something in my in my story. <laughs> Personal ads in the newspaper. I'll talk about how oh I saw your post on Live Journal you know <laughs> personal ads Leslie you took it way back you're damn Charlene yeah <laughs> if you're gonna go like if I you're lo- gonna do it go way back <laughs> I thought that when I was um uh, in the bit where her like you know think of her favorite her song with Bill is from like they talk about it from like 1944 and I was like that would be damn Leslie if she was <laughs> it like this age but in the 80s <laughs> you'd be like oh man i love that the bu- the boogie woogie bugle boy that's like my jam <laughs> like you would be so ridiculous um speaking of would you like to get into the episode sure what do we watch we this got week? double header guys we're doing it we're, i think we did this before mm-hmm. where we had two and we're like let's just do it um because it's very seamless with this one we might as well just do them both uh oh yeah i need to tell you guys <laughs> what it's called when it aired all that stuff um, so we watched season four, episodes 13 and 14, two-parter, but they both aired on January 1st, 1990, which is adorable. I kind of miss this time period when there was like the New Year's episode of something, you know, mm-hmm. like you would watch it live, like you'd all sit around and like get your popcorn <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, let's watch the episode. It's New Year's Day. Oh, beautiful. Um, it's called, which they said the title about 27 times during the episode, um, the first day of the last decade of the 20th century, which is very accurate. And I, excuse me, um, I actually grabbed two of the, uh, descriptions, the one from TV Guide, which seemed a little like not enough. And then the one from IMDb. So the one from TV Guide says, Dolly Parton, spoilers, mm-hmm. plays God, TV Guy was the They're worst. They're not spoiler good at like summarizing without spoiling. Ever. Hate them. Like that was the big reveal. Come on, and she's literally the first two words <laughs> of it. That's why my mom loves TV Guy. She's such a big fan of people just telling her what happens. Um, Dolly Parton plays Charlene's guardian movie star who comes to her in a dream with news of her baby's birth, part one of two. And then for part two, it says, conclusion, Bernice goes for an unexpected ambulance ride as Charlene's baby is ready to be delivered. They're so like, bad That's summaries. what we're talking about? Bad. So I went to um, IMDb and grabbed them. Charlene is due on the 1st of January. If hers is the first baby born in the decade, she wins a new car. Uh, and then for the second ep, Charlene goes into labor while the other ladies meet a dying 102-year-old black woman who tells them of her life experience as a woman of color in the South. All right, those are a little bit better. <laughs> we put the two together. We have a, a succinct um, actual description, I guess. So, yeah. So, Leslie, what happened? So, we start off at Sugar Bakers, as per usual. Yeah. And they are all planning to spend a quiet New Year's together. Um, and Mary Jo says she's happy to spend it quietly. The older she gets, the more she doesn't want to be out with all those people and kiss 90 strangers oh. on the mouth at midnight. Whoever. Is that what people do? I don't know. I've never done person? that. You're with, well, of course. I thought that you just kiss the person you're like with. Yeah. And then you end up, and then that's it. I don't know. Maybe she just went to crazy 80s parties where people were willy nilly kissing each other. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Julia says to remind her to call Reese because he's in Seattle with his daughter, so he's three hours behind. 
Mm-hmm. She's going to be up late. Um, I know. Well, no, maybe. She, well. Oh. Maybe she's just calling him at, him at her midnight. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't think late. she's up till three. It's Julia. Come on. And Mary Jo says, someday they'll be like those little old elderly women being driven around on Sunday by the one <laughs> old man who's like the last surviving elderly husband on earth. Yeah. And they're yakking their heads off and he's got his little hat on going five miles per hour. And of course, the seatbelt will be dragging the side of the car, igniting sparks. sparks. <laughs> yep. Because Bill's the only dude that they yeah. have tonight. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, Anthony, hello. But he's got a date. Yeah. About. Yeah. Um. And so Suzanne comes in, and the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce is giving away a car to the parents of the first baby born in the new year, and she needs to get in touch with Charlene because she needs this to happen because she needs a car for Consuela. And she's like, "It'll be easy. They can just have like her labor induced at midnight, and then I can get the car for below cost." Yeah, that's easy. priorities. Um. Also, she doesn't understand how like inducing doesn't mean you have it in like one. Minute. Right. That's not. <laughs> That's not how that works. That's the beginning. Uh, and Julia's like, uh, Charlene's baby is not due for another week, and she's not going to have it ahead of time, even if she could, just to accommodate you and your maid. And she's mm-hmm. like, but Consuela's going to quit if I don't provide her some form of transportation. And Julia asks if she has considered a skateboard. Mm-hmm. And Suzanne's like, well, I'm going to call her anyway. And then Anthony and Bernice come in while Suzanne is trying to call uh, <laughs> Charlene. Bernice is wearing a Christmas tree skirt and is dressed up like oh, a beautiful. present. Iconic. Iconic. And she's like, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Suzanne. Suzanne says, Happy New Year to you, too, you little fruitcake. I love the way she calls I her fruitcake. so much. The way she, the way she my says favorite it. Fruitcake. Fruitcake. <laughs> and uh, they were like, Suzanne, don't call her that. And she's like, Oh, she doesn't mind. And Bernice is like, I don't, but I might mind if we were like at the White House or something. And she's like, Okay, oh, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and Mary Jo asks her about her skirt. And she's like, uh, it's the one you got me for Christmas. And then Mary Jo. And she keeps saying like Christmas tree skirt. Yeah. And she tries. Which, let's be fair to her. It's got Christmas trees on the skirt. Yeah. So it's very easy to get that confused. I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And Mary Jo tries to explain the concept of a Christmas tree skirt to her. And Bernice kind of finally gets it, and she's like, oh, no wonder. I, like, to never got this thing on. I finally had to let the waist out and tie around a women, or tied it with a ribbon like a belt. It's about five inches below her butt. <laughs> it's <the> so skirt. low. <laughs> That's a mess. And then Bernice. And she has, like, a, um, she has, like, one of those things under it, you know, those things that, like, Charlene always wears that make your skirt poofy. Oh, like a petticoat? Yeah, she has, like, a big old fluffy petticoat underneath it, too. It's very adorable. <laughs> and uh, Bernice asks Suzanne to exchange the underwear that she got because she says that, like, they all have this inspected by sticker on it. And she reads off all the names. She's like, I don't know these people. I don't know where they've been or who they've been with. And I don't like anyone inspecting my underwear. And Suzanne's like, oh, just leave them. I'll give them to Consuela. Yeah. And then Julia says that she's got to remember to write Anthony's uh, paycheck. So that he can take his date somewhere special tonight. And um, they're He's talking about... He's cash a paycheck on, like, New Year's Eve, woman. I know. Like, <laughs> what is this? But all right. And then mm. they're talking about how they're going to take Charlene to see Steel Magnolias in the theater. Horrible. Yeah, there you and go. Then, in the theater. Yeah, and then they're yeah. going to go to dinner. And they ask Bernice... You don't take... You do not take about to pop pregnant no. woman. 
to see steel magnolias. That's a bad idea. In the theater. In the theater. It's all about having a baby and dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? No. And they ask Bernice what Fine. she's doing, and she's like, I'm just scratching my nose. I wasn't picking it. And they're like, no, for <laughs> New it. Year's. What are you doing for New Year's? Yeah. And she says that uh, an old man has asked her out for a date, but he's unreliable. Um, if he gets the gout or something, then he just doesn't show up. And then Anthony's she like. She didn't give him a name. Hmm? No, she didn't. He sh- he's just an old man. And Anthony's like, man, dating's just tough all around, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Suzanne finally got through to Charlene, and Charlene is watching It's a Wonderful Life and bawling her eyes out because she has reached the mm-hmm. part where George is happy for his life with all the kids mm-hmm. and hugging them all. And she's like, I'm going to have to call you back because she's, like, real emotional. And then Bill comes in and says that he's sorry to leave, like, you know, this close to everything. And she's like, no, it's okay. I'll just watch To Kill a Mockingbird again. And he's like, oh my god, of course. I watched that like eight times this week. Maybe. Look, I'm in love with Bill, okay? <laughs> like, let's just go ahead and just put that out there. <laughs> I'm happy whenever he's on this damn screen. I know, he's so okay, cute. Okay, go ahead. And um, Ugh, she him. says that she shouldn't have watched Grapes of Wrath last night because Henry no. Fonda reminds her of her grandfather. And then or she just keeps remembering how, like, they're not here to see Olivia, who's, well, the baby, who she, mm-hmm. she already knows it's a girl. And... Mm-hmm. Or she's she thinks like they haven't gotten tests. This is the eighties. She just knows. Um, yeah. And then uh, Bill's like, maybe we should put all these old photos away. And then Charlene <gasps> just immediately picks one up of her grandfather and starts talking about him and worrying that her parents are gonna die and not see the baby grow up oh and all God, this other stuff. All the hormones. And she's just so weepy. And Bill's like, is it it's like is there anything else you're worried about? And she says, yes, you and baby furniture in East Berlin. <laughs> I love that East Berlin timely yeah and then uh bill's like maybe you shouldn't go see steel magnolias today it's not nope. it's not a, the right time to see a movie about childbirth and dying and she's no. like see bill knows. yeah she's like i'll be okay as long as it's not dolly parton who dies <laughs> well yeah. um and dolly parton never dies i don't think ever in any movie it's gotta be in her so. contract yeah She's like, look, I'm, I'm kind of live. the puppy of the movie. If I die, everyone's going to hate yeah. it. So <laughs> people know better. She's like the opposite of Sean Bean. <laughs> Who has it written in this yes. contract that he always dies. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah. But Bill has a present for her. He got her a little bracelet with a diamond chip in it for their firstborn. And it's the end of their first year together. Mm-hmm. And it's been the happiest time of his life, and she still takes his breath away every day, and he's just so damn oh in God. love with her. It's very cute. Love him. Oh, I hate him. And Charlene says how much she doesn't deserve him, and even if she dies in childbirth, she wants him oh to remarry God, and not give her another thought. Too much. Crazy. And then he says, Calm you're down. still my girl. She's like, yeah, all 400 pounds with me. Oh. Then he leaves, and she turns on the radio, and they're supposed to have snow and sleet tonight, and the station is playing all the number ones through, like, all the years. It's also 27 degrees in Atlanta. Yeah, that's cold. I was impressed by that. And then he's, like, they've made it to 1944 so far, so it's I'll oh, Be geez. Seeing You, and I think it's Bing Crosby's version, best I could tell. Yeah. And um, she, Charlene falls asleep, and naps, naps are the best. Yeah. And here comes Dolly Parton. Oh, my God. This is where oops, I almost dropped my microphone. <laughs> this is where um, I was crying the entire time. <laughs> I don't know if I'm hormonal too, but like, like, yeah, the whole Dolly Parton dream sequence. That was like, I was losing it. <laughs> sequence, sequence, um, <laughs> sequence. I was losing sequence. it. Sequence. Um, yeah. Okay. So here she comes, and she uh, says she was sent here to talk to Charlene, just like the angel, and it's a wonderful life. 
And Charlene's just like gushing. She says, you know, they couldn't have sent me anybody better. Um, I've always thought we were a lot alike. We're both country po- country girls from big poor families. We both have blonde hair. Both have big, well, you know. And <laughs> Dolly says, yeah. And she's like, um, she's like, it's this is all about you in a few minutes or a few hours, whatever. You're going to meet the best friend you'll ever have. And Jeez. then um, Charlene's like, She's already named her Olivia Fraser Stillfield. She hopes she grows up just like Dolly. Um, she says, you're the greatest hick who ever lived. I know. I love that. And Charlene's like, I'm not ready, though. Like, she can't come today. And Dolly says, you know, it won't be today. It'll be tomorrow. And then um, everybody take a drink for her saying the title of the episode. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's said at least, like, two times. Oh, three in times in, like, two and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's and so it's a much. long title. It's a long time. They just wanted you to know. They just wanted you like, to know. This is definitely what this is called. Yeah. <laughs> so here you go. And I guess, you this know, they can only say it like everyone. once. Because there's only one New Year's of the first day of the like... last decade of the entire 20th century. God, these sitcoms. Like, you were never allowed to have your own feelings <laughs> and, like, reactions in, the, in these decades of sitcoms. They're like, look, we're going to make you cry. We're going to make you laugh. We're going to tell you when to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you may even hear an audience say, Oh, sometimes. <laughs> like, oh my God. And you're going to hear the episode 800 times. 800 times. Anyway. And uh, yeah. she's talking about how she can be anything. And Charlene says she could be the leader of the free world. Dolly's like, she could also mm-hmm. work at a car wash. And Charlene says, wow, car wash. That could be interesting. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> a lot of enthusiasm. And then Charlene says she's sad because her grandparents and her aunt won't be able to be there. And Dolly says, you know, everybody in your family and everybody that you've loved. You'll see them in her. You'll see them in her eyes and in her smile and the way she walks and when she takes her first steps, says her first words, they'll be there. (laughs) Um, And then she starts, you know, rattling off like all the firsts and talking about how they'll be there. And then Charlene gives her a big hug and Dolly says, careful, let's not gouge each other. Too funny. And then she points out that Olivia is going to be a firecracker. And Charlene asks her how she got to be so wise. And Dolly says, it comes from being a big star. Um, I'm able to see the world from a greater distance. And then... Oh, I remember when we thought that stars actually were potentially smart. And now and we're, now like, we're oh, like, oh, we hear what you oh, say all the time. Don't stop so, talking ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, oh, Charlene's so sweet, she thanks her for being in her dream. <laughs> I I know. God, I love Charlie. And Dolly says, remember, tomorrow you'll be meeting the person who'll be holding your hand when it's your time to go. And even then, necessary. she won't be alone. They'll all be there. Stop it. Stop. Stop it right now. So cute. And Charlene says, I'll be seeing you. And Dolly says, you can count on it. I'm your Jeez. guardian movie star. Okay, so we have to stop. Cute. Who is your guardian yes. movie star? <laughs> um, Definitely Don French. Nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, specifically Vicar of Dibley era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, definitely Don French. Who's yours? Vanessa Redgrave. Very appropriate. <laughs> I'm not surprised by any of these. <laughs> this makes complete sense. Oh, makes sense. Oh man. And so, um, Charlie both picked we, we women too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, power to the ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Charlene tells her that she looks better in person. And then after yeah. she leaves, she's like, "Darn, I forgot to ask for her autograph." <laughs> what in the world and then for the third time With in two minutes paper? she says the night the title of the episode again jeez <laughs> just a hammer, just a hammer home. at home what are we watching right what now? is this okay cool i don't know yeah and then she wakes up from her nap and mary joe's knocking at the door um yeah 
And they all come in, and Suzanne's like, you're having an affair, aren't you? Where is he? What in the world? What? Suzanne. Because it took her a while. She can't. She's waddling to the door. <laughs> she can't get to you. Calm down, everybody. And Charlene's like, yep, that's right. Me and Shamu the whale. We've been laying here staring at the ceiling together. So and funny. then she says that she napped for like three hours and she's going to, she just has to throw on some clothes. They could go to the movies, but halfway to live through the living room, she starts having contractions. Yep. And she says, do y'all mind if we skip the movie? And Mary Jo says, sure. Where do you want to go instead? And Charlene's like the hospital. Yep. Baby time. She doesn't say Baby that, but time. that's what time it is. And Suzanne's <laughs> super excited. <laughs> I, she says like, yeah, she does. Doesn't she? It's so funny. And then, she wants that car. Yes. We cut to Sugar Bakers. This is the weirdest state. I don't understand. <laughs> Look, everything that this woman did, I was like, what kind of, what kind who of, is what are this? You doing? What is so, happening? Like every thing from walking, she should have been my favorite out, but she's not. But from walking in with a boombox. Yes. Everything she says in the next 30 seconds, it's like, so what is crazy. happening? Her so. Tina Turner wig, which eventually they did pick up on. I was like, what yeah. is happening? Anyway. And so Anthony so. comes in to get his check with a girl named Vanessa, who is really just Tina Turner. Um, yeah. And she's asking all kinds of questions about the house and if there's anybody here. And she's like, cool, you want to have sex crazy. on this couch? What? And then she asks if somebody does live there. And he's like, yeah, just Julia. And then she wants to go upstairs and look through all of her clothes. And he's like, no. Creepy. No. 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 <clears throat> no. Phone rings. Charlene's in labor. So Anthony needs to go to the hospital. So he's going to take Vanessa with him, which is going to be interesting. That was a that bad was a idea. I don't know what he was thinking of. I'd be like, here, we're going to postpone this. You're already Yeah. Nuts. And she's like, cool. Who's Charlene? Is that your wife? What? I know that was, that scared no. me. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, what kind of person is this? I don't understand. I don't, mm. um, yeah, I guess she was there because there were going to be so many feelings in this episode. Oh, yeah. So she's there we for comic relief. That. So she's here for, yeah, to break it up. But we have Suzanne for that. We always have Suzanne. We don't need another crazy person. I know. And, and Bernice. Like, we have we so, so many crazy, so much crazy already. Um, so yeah. Mary Jo is called Bill. He's grounded because of the snow. He can't fly. Um and Suzanne is talking about all the like the dinky little diamond chip he gave her because she's got uh, Charlene's jewelry and Mary Jo's like Suzanne they're saving for a house and she's like I don't care in a few hours she's going to be in there splayed out like a zephyr in stirrups and he gives her this oh dinky little chip Mary Jo's like you know this might not be minutes right like this this could take all night yeah that that that's the thing she thinks induce and you could just have a baby in a minute and then yeah. the labor i mean i guess she probably i mean she doesn't have her own kids and she probably didn't go to like her nephew being born or anything so yeah oh, excuse me it's suzanne oh, no. no she won't i'm gonna she's gonna have this baby at one one minute past midnight and i'm gonna get that car no she's not no and then a lady comes in who is seven centimeters dilated and mm -hmm. Suzanne's like, look at that. Look at her. Like, Do you see that cocky look on her face? She thinks she's going to win. <laughs> see the way no. she swaggered in here? Rachel's like, she's in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. You can't swagger in. Well, maybe you can, maybe. but not that woman. And Suzanne asks, mm -hmm. like, what seven centimeters means. And the guy says that she could have her baby anytime and asks if she's a relative. Mary Jo says, no, she's just shopping for her maid. That, that's so strange. When I when she said that, I was like, they may think shopping for baby. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that wording. Um, Suzanne goes in to check on Charlene. Mary Jo calls Bernice. Bernice has been drinking lots of eggnog. 
the old man has stood her up, so she's watching it snow. And uh, Mary Jo tells Bernice that Charlie is in labor. She's like, "Okay, the first thing you got to do is get her to the hospital." Mary Jo's like, "I got we're we're at the hospital." Yeah. She's like, "Okay, yeah. Next, you're gonna have Done. to have her prepped. I wouldn't volunteer for that, like, Bernice. We got it. She's fine." Yeah. And Bernice is like, I need to get there. Mary Jo's like, no, you should stay put. Like, it's snowing. The streets are slick. There's probably nothing but ambulances running anyway. So instead of Bernice hearing stay home, she's <laughs> I like, I could oh, miss cool. that comment. There's nothing but ambulances running. <laughs> okay, okay, that that's how sense. I'm going to get there. <laughs> she oh calls the hospital and she's like, you've got to help me. I've got to get there right away. We're having a baby. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. And Julia's in uh, the room with Charlene and they're on the phone with Bill. And Suzanne comes in and asks who she's talking to. And Julia says the newspaper. She's renewing her subscription. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then Suzanne takes the phone. She's like, listen, Colonel, next time you go buy jewelry, we got to talk. This little diamond ain't going to cut it. Something you give a six-year-old when she joins a church. Nope. And Suzanne asks Charlene. When she joins a church. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Suzanne asks Charlene about the pain. And Julius uh, tells Suzanne to stop at Geraldo. And Charlene says, it feels like a Buick is running through my abdomen. And oh, man. Suzanne's like, it's funny. You should mention cars. <laughs> and then in the waiting room, uh, Anthony is asking about Charlene and Suzanne says she's not doing that good. It doesn't look like she's going to win the car. And Anthony's like, what? <laughs> Mary just like, don't pay attention to her. <laughs> Vanessa is this. dancing like a crazy person in the I, background. Uh, what she's is got happening? her boombox hooked up and the headphones in her ears. And she's just... I guess this was before Walkman existed. I guess. Because <laughs> she was literally carrying that boombox around the whole episode. Like, what? Like, it's 500 times bigger than her it's purse. It's so big. So crazy. And Anthony says he was going to take her home, but then the streets got bad. Um, Suzanne says, oh, I wouldn't worry. Yeah. She seems equally comfortable at home or in a social setting. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Anthony goes to turn the music off. Tells her, you know, like she has to stop that, and she's like, "Okay, cool, let's all go down to X-ray and get naked." What? What? <laughs> what? <clears throat> Excuse me. You also don't have to be naked for X-ray. No, it sees right through you, your skin, and everything. <laughs> and um, then uh, back at Bernice's, the EMT comes in and she explains that she needs a ride to the hospital, and they thought she was having a baby. And she says, mm-hmm, "No, she just needs to get yep. to the hospital." And she'd offer them eggnog, but they shouldn't drink and drive. What? And they're like, do you know it's a federal offense to summon an emergency vehicle without an emergency? And she says, I'll mm-hmm. do you one better. Did you know that the Avon lady falls down on your property? You have to pay for it. My God. Clearly that happened. <laughs> and they decide yep. that they should take her in for observation. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, would you mind running me past that. the picture window of the hospitality lounge of our building? I'd like to give the impression that you are my dates. <laughs> What in the world is happening? And they say she's going to be thoroughly examined. And she's like, oh, darn. Yeah. I knew I should have kept that new underwear. I. <laughs> Horrible. And then back at the hospital, Mary Jo's called Charlene's parents and they're over the moon. And Charlene is asking Mary Jo or they offer her pain medication and she feels bad about mm-hmm. it. But she asks Mary Jo. Mary Jo's like, oh, I'm from the old school. When the first sign of labor, your husband hits you in the head with a croquet what? mallet. And you don't wake up until they're potty trained. 
I bet Quantum Leap did absolutely nothing. To no, with the kids, I'm sure the he did nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> he probably wasn't even there. And Mary Jo's like, Charlie, nobody would judge you if you need a little bit of medication. Like, take it. She tells her about. Yeah, they're not even saying epidural. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of pain med- medication. And she tells her about these hippies who invited all these people f- over for the mm. birth, and they were going to make a quilt while the baby was being born. And she says, by the end of it, the lady was chewing on a leather belt and sending out for morphine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Vanessa's on the phone ordering food and beer um, and trying to charge it to Anthony. And she wants pretzels, I can't donuts, believe- also condoms, a box of condoms, way. and a couple of six oh, packs of beer. Got it. Yeah. And then she asked yeah. Julie if they have a microwave. And Julia's like, I'm sure they do. And then she said, throw in a frozen entry. You know oh, a frozen entry. And Julia's like, yeah, I think you mean entree. And she's like, yeah, entree. And then she says, it's for Anthony Bouvier. He'll pay when you get here. He's a doctor. They ask if she has a credit card. She's like, nope. And they were like, should he have beer? And she's like, well, it's not like he's performing surgery. Also, throw in some <laughs> eyeliner, eyeliner and deodorant. What? Then she sits down in Anthony's lap and starts singing James Brown. Mm-hmm. And Julia. She's on eight drugs. She's on so many drugs. <laughs> and then Jeez. Julia tries to call Reese in Seattle. Uh, Vanessa asks Anthony what year it is. And he's like, 1989. Yeah. And so he's like, at midnight, it's going to be. And she's like, mm. and very slowly, he's like, 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then another lady who's having twins comes in and Suzanne's like, well, I guess she just thinks she's going to oh, walk away with God. two cars. Oh, my God. What? No one is in this competition. But you. <laughs> no one cares but you. <laughs> and then she asks the orderly uh, how many centimeters dilated this lady is. And then he asks uh-huh. her if this is like a hobby or something. Yep. And then she goes up to the lady and she's like, look, if you end up with two cars out of this, I want to make a deal for one of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, what are you? I'm, what are you I'm talking a baby. about? Baby. <laughs> a lot of pain. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, and then Vanessa asks the nurse if she has any Demerol. And that's for pain management, yes. right? <laughs> but it's like people got addicted to it. See, again, yeah. she's on like eight things. Uh, it's Jeez. almost time for the delivery. And. Everybody thinks Charlene's a little delirious at this point because she's telling them yeah. how Dolly Parton told her it's a girl. And the nurse yeah. asks if Dolly Parton is a friend of hers. And she says, of course not. She's my guardian movie star. Mm. And then um, the nurse introduces Julia to this lady who is 102. She came in with congenital <laughs> heart failure. By the way, this actress was like 69 <laughs> at the time. <laughs> I looked it up. She died at the age of 80. Okay. But she was not 102. My great-grandma was actually 102 when she died. Really? Oh, man. That's impressive. And so this lady wanted to be in the baby ward so that she can hear all of the babies and be around, you know, new life and all that. And she should have died when she came in, but she hasn't. Um, But, you know, she's kind of, like, not doing well, and they don't think she's going to last much longer. Um, Her name is Minnie Bell Ward. And she, when she introduces herself to Julia, she says, I'm 102 years old and I've outlived everybody I've ever known. Oh my God. Love it. And Julia says, wow, you know, you had five children. You must be very proud of your family. And she says, yes. And at Christmas time, Christmas time and New Year's, we were always together. And boy, would I cook. She was born in Tennessee in 1887. Uh, Her father Mm -hmm. was a slave who later became a minister. Um, With his first wife, he had 12 children. Is madness. And she died. Up. And he married mm-hmm. Minnie's mother and had another 10. Mm-hmm. What? 22 children. That's. 22 children. I don't think that's physically possible. That's a lot. 
and she's the last surviving one. Craziness. And um, then we cut back to Suzanne being upset because the woman who's having twins is already in the delivery room and Charlene is not yet in the delivery room. Um, They say something about not being able to find Vanessa or Julia and Suzanne says they're probably together because they have so much in common. Oh my god. And then we cut back to Minnie's room um, and she says if you were colored in those days you had to occupy a place away from the whites so her father started the first colored Baptist church in their area which gave them prestige and independence and she said that um, he said my children have better things to do with their time than dusting off knickknacks for white people or white folks. I like that. I did too. Um, and then, so her husband died during the depression. So she's been without yeah, him think about that. for a solid, <laughs> like at least 50 years, probably closer to 60. Oh my God. Crazy. And, um, so in her mind, she says he remains young and handsome <clears throat> and she almost died when she was in labor with their last child. And he, she says like this, is one of her favorite memories. He leaned across the preacher was there. Doctor was there, and there were like two or three deacons from their church. And he said, "You know, Minnie, you always did know how to keep the boys interested." Yeah. <laughs> and then we got back to the waiting room, and then Julia's come out, and she's talked about this experience she just had with this lady. And um, Suzanne, Leslie, now do you feel like this lady kind of? She's not necessarily the magical black person trope. But, She's like, close. do you think it's hedging on yeah. it? Okay, okay. I was like, do you think it's close? Yeah. It's getting there. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I realize. like, if she was a white woman, would it be better? I don't, I don't know. know. I realize what they're trying to do. Like, I know they're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, like, a new. it's, like, almost, it's a new, almost century. And, like, their their baby's born and people die in the cycle of life. Like, yes. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And Suzanne's like, good. We don't have to worry about her having a baby. Suzanne. <laughs> and then Vanessa runs in and it's like, look, everybody, I'm on oxygen. And she has the oxygen mask on it's in the on. wrong position. It's on her nose. <laughs> What's happening? And Suzanne's like, look, this girl's starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> I was thinking the same, same thing before she said it. I was like, I don't know how long I can handle this. <laughs> What's going on? And so it's almost yeah. midnight. So Mary Jo does the countdown. And then, mm-hmm. like, Vanessa's always, like, a half step behind them. Like, she doesn't really know what comes yes. next. Yeah. And they get to one, and the EMT is bursting with Bernice, and she's like, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's so cute. She still has her little hat she on, does. too. Her little, happy, her little New Year hat. Julia's like, what are you doing? And Bernice yep. is like, ringing in the New Year. Happy New Hello. Year. Suzanne Hello. says, Happy New Year, Bernice, you little fruitcake. I, so perfect. Love it. And then she's like, thanks for the ride, turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, I no, be we said you bring her in for observation. And Suzanne's like, you don't have to bother observing her. She's a little strange. Yeah, we've already been through this, like, this episode. I mean, yeah. this episode, this season, in fact. And Julie's yeah. like, she has a little arterial flow problem above the neck. Don't worry, we'll take her home. <laughs> That's how they've always described it since, like, the first episode, yeah. right? It's <laughs> so good. And then he's like, you know, it is against the law to do what she did. And Bernice is like, it's also against the law to marry your brother. I don't know why you're so hung up on that one. <laughs> She's a mess. I love that. Yep. Uh, and Vanessa, of course, likes her skirt. And she's like, I like those threads. She's got style. And Brittany says, at my age, style is getting the buttons in the right holes. And then. That's me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then <laughs> Vanessa starts singing again, and Bernice starts dancing. What? And then about this time, they wheel Charlene through to go to delivery. <clears throat> and they're all, like, shouting all their congratulations and good lucks. And Suzanne's like, go, go, go. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> and then Bernice finally says that Vanessa looks like Tina Turner. She's like, Anthony, you're on date with Tina Turner. I know. He's I know. Like, it's, the, it's the mini skirt plus like the hair. It's the wig, really. Yeah, the That's wig. it. I mean, well, I mean, she. I know Tina Turner wears wigs, so she might not be wearing a wig, but it, it's in the style yeah. of her. Like, what's love got to do mm-hmm. with it? Era, yeah. Or Franca. Franca also looks she like does. Tina Turner. Sometimes my dog. Sometimes her hair when it's blonde is <laughs> kind of in her face like Tina Turner's. That wig. And yes. Anthony mm-hmm. tries to tell her that her name is Vanessa, and Bernice is like, I get the cable, okay? I watch all the rock videos. That girl is Tina Turner. You're out with Tina Turner. Oh my God. And she's like, and Bernice, uh, Anthony's like, okay, so what if I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, we should call radio stations and set up interviews. Like, this could really snowball. And Julia <clears throat> comes back out and she says she can't get anybody to talk to her because there's like two deliveries happening at one time now. And Mary Jo says, don't tell Suzanne. She'll probably go in there and do a cheer for Charlene. And then Suzanne goes and naps and has a dream. And she dreams about all of them as babies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's make her just keep pausing. (laughs) I don't know if you have, like, I couldn't tell if you were there for a second. So I was pausing. Oh, sorry. I was trying to let you get a word in because I keep interrupting. No, you're fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, as babies. And they're all babies. And oh Suzanne is whining and telling Mary Jo that she's just jealous because Suzanne was born first. And Mary Jo's like, no, I'm not crying because I'm jealous. I'm crying because I'm hungry. I only weigh five pounds. And then Suzanne is asking. Which well, I actually, I weighed five pounds, six ounces. Did you? Mm, I was a tiny baby. Tiny. Were you a tiny baby? I don't know. I think I was six something, okay. but I don't know what. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. And Suzanne's like, uh, where's the, the mirror mobile? I like that thing. And Julia says, Suzanne, suck your pacifier. (laughs) (laughs) And Suzanne's like, just really excited that she won the new car because she was the first baby. And Julia's just fussy because that happened. And Julia's like, I'm not fussy. I just don't particularly care for that head nurse. She's so superior. I don't like her coming in here five minutes with that thermometer. I tell her where to stick it, but she knows she already knows where it goes. Mm -hmm. And Charlene's like, I like this place. It's great. We even get free jewelry. And Suzanne's like, I'm glad you like cheap bracelets because you're going to need that later in life. Rude. So rude. Absolutely rude. And then she like points at Anthony and she's like, what's he doing here? And he's like, is it mean? Is it me to whom you are referring? And Suzanne says, has anyone else asked what's wrong with this picture? And Mary Jo's like, he's different. And Charlene says, yeah, I noticed during the diaper change. (laughs) And Anthony's like, I don't really appreciate being behind these bars. I don't want to be incarcerated. Oh my god! And then he's like, "I'll just drive that little car away." And then Suzanne starts crying. She's like, "You can't take my car. I'm the New Year's baby." And then Bernice Mm -hmm. comes along and starts laughing and says, "Not anymore!" and picks up the car and runs away. That was so perfect. It was great. I loved it. And then Suzanne cries and wakes up whining and saying, "That's my car. That's my car." And she's like, "What's happening?" And Bernice says, first you fell asleep, then you made a fool of yourself." Oh no. Well, Suzanne says it. did not win the car mm-hmm. because the lady who had no. twins, the twins had them first. And mm-hmm. Suzanne says, well, may as well tell Charlene to take her time now. The car is gone. And Bill is on his way. He was able to fly out. 
And Bernice um, says, isn't that just like a man? Now poor Charlene will have to raise that child alone. <laughs> and Julia's like, no, he took off in a jet. And Bernice no, says, no. now he'll be harder to track. <laughs> nope. And then Suzanne says, it's a good thing that the, the twins won the car. Like, they're ugly and they better, like, take off and hide in it forever. And they're like, that's rude. I thought they were cute. And she's like, I thought they looked like Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> But they were cute, weren't they? Were Cabbage Patch Kids considered not cute? I thought they were supposed to be cute. I don't know. Yeah, little round-ass faces. (laughs) And Bernice is still talking about Vanessa and talks about how they're close in age. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Fern and Tina Turner are. And then we cut back to Minnie, and Mary Jo and Julie are listening to her stories and all the things that she kind of wanted to do. Um, and she talks about dancing, but how her church didn't allow it. And she says she thinks that the creator <laughs> was doing his job when he made young people with fists in their feet. And Mary Jo asks about her children, and she says that two were school teachers. Her youngest daughter died of cancer. She started a black library in Mississippi. Um, I love all these stories, I honestly. I hope it's like someone's actual story. I was wondering or if it was like inspired by like a real person. Yeah. Um, her son, Cassius. Uh, who was handsome, and he was Aww. lost in the war. Um, her other son, Oliver, worked for General Motors. Um, and then she talks about how hard it is when a mother outlives all of her children. And she says, avoid it if you can. Man. Oh. And then Julia That's... introduces Anthony and Suzanne. Mm-hmm. And then Minnie says she loves to be surrounded by young people. Um, and Mary Jo's like, well, we love having you call us young people. <laughs> and then she says that after her husband died, like her, the rest, like she and her kids, they all survived the depression together. Um, she worked oh at a dry God. cleaners, then as a dressmaker, then at a factory. She was proud because she was never on welfare and she never had a boyfriend. She said, I did smoke wow. a cigarette once. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love it. And Anthony says, your secret is safe with us. Yeah. And she even had a nephew who worked with um, Dr. King. And Anthony's like, wow, you, you know, you are the 20th century. And she says, mm-hmm, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. a little thread in the tapestry, but I had a good time. Um, everyone. I loved that. Yeah. Everybody has troubles. And as the saying goes, ain't nobody nowhere living no dream life. Um, when I was young, I was in such a hurry. And now I've been here for 100 years. And it seems like only yesterday I held my babies in my arms. I'm glad to be going home. Aww. It's been a long time since I've seen my family. And I wish for all of you. All the love and happiness I've had in my life, and I hope the world keeps going towards freedom. Do you think it was on purpose? I just had like a, a kind of insight that it was on purpose. We talked about from both sides, not just like birth and death, but like families being surround, like surrounding you, oh, and yeah. that kind of thing. You know, like that that she, Minnie's talking about it, and then like Dolly did, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, and she says, um, and I hope that people everywhere can learn to live in peace together. And she says, and as my papa used to say, we ain't what we should be. We ain't what we're going to be. But at least we ain't what we was. I didn't cry at this. I got pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That you was texted. The start you were like, fury. get ready. I, the, that was the beginning because I was like, guess what? It's it's actually bullshit. It's like 30 years later. And we're like, is that right? Is that math right? Or mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Almost 30. Wait, yeah. No. Is it like 20? Two years later? What um, is math So this right was now? 89. In How 2019, we... it'll be 30 years. Okay, 30 years. Um, yeah, yeah, we're right back. I mean, we're right back to where we were in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it doesn't work. But this whole, that speech, and then continue about what happens next. Okay, and then <laughs> she does. 
bullshit. <laughs> I just, I was like, well, I guess at least she wasn't alone, but like that was. Yeah, I know. Quick. Uh, okay, look. I know I'm an idiot, but I was like, has Linda Bloodworth never seen someone actually die? Like, I know you don't want it. You don't want it to be how the way they die, but it's like, it's not like you give a great speech and you just close your eyes and she's crying i think it's so beautiful the actress was crying Mm -hmm. but part of me was like this stupid sitcom (laughs) yeah (laughs) she just kind of closes her eyes and everyone kind of looks at each other (laughs) like the the nurses like put her hands on them also people like rarely close their eyes when they die is that i know that's really weird of me to say (laughs) (laughs) but i was like this is stupid um and then they come in fucking fight right then they play (laughs) somewhere out there Like, I was like, I hope they're not really playing. Yep. I I recognize that music immediately, always, because it made me cry so much as little. And that's why it bothered me, because I I did actually cry with Dolly. But with this, I was like, y'all are trying too hard (laughs) to manipulate my emotions. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I was, like, so pissed about this behavior behavior. of bringing somewhere out there in there. And then Dolly comes in with it, too. I was like, what is going on? What is happening? You need to stop. Yep. But go ahead. And so <laughs> she dies, they play this, and mm-hmm. then they go God back mess. to, um, they cut to Bill, and, yes. uh, well, no, they cut to them bringing Olivia out, so that they right. all see everyone's it. kind of by the room. Yeah, yeah, and then they cut to Bill, and over the, whatever, the doorway, radio, sorry. they're like, Colonel, it looks like you got yourself a baby girl, mother and baby are doing fine, <sighs> and then he's like, woohoo, and then spins, spins the plane around a few times. Yeah, it was sad because, like, he had his, you know, because he's, like, in a jet. He had the thing over his face. So you can't really tell, like, what his <laughs> motions are at yeah. all. And then so they had to do the, the flipping of the plane. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, because oh, you man. just see his face. Just little eyes. And then <laughs> we go <clears throat> back to Charlene sleeping with the baby. And at this point, Dolly mm. is singing. That was adorable. I kind of wonder if it was her real baby. Probably not. But... Yeah, I don't know. she had just had a baby a couple of months earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't she have a baby in October? Yeah. Probably not. It's probably too big. But I thought that. But she at least could really get into the vibe of, like, I'm a new mommy and I have a baby. Yeah. And I, we could imagine. Although, wait. Sometimes they they tape stuff way before it airs. So who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was sweet. And then they go outside. And I guess yeah. it's the North Star that's shining. Oh and God. then Dolly escorts Minnie to the next place. Now that was adorable, but also what? She's also <laughs> she is also Minnie's, Minnie's guardian uh, movie star celebrity guardian oh, guardian man. movie star. Yeah. And then we cut to the credits, and that's it. Oh, I'm mad at everyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell are you doing? Um, it was a great episode. It was very cheesy. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Very 1990 um, slash 1989. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm glad that, um, oh, what's her name? The one who was crazy that she wasn't around for the baby. Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. I was like, glad she wasn't there to do him weird. Right? Or was she? No. I don't she think wasn't. she was there when they were looking at the remember. baby. She's so strange. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you have a favorite outfit? I have a couple. So if you want to talk about yours, I can. Can I take Bernice's? Sure. Because <laughs> it was so good. Um, let me pull up the, um. I actually have the screenshot I I loved was her on at home, you know, with the the eggnog and her hat and everything. And so what she's got on, we've talked about the skirt. It is a excuse me, a um red 
Christmas tree skirt. Uh, I don't know why we specify that's a Christmas tree skirt, but it's a tree skirt that um, has also these white pom-poms all around the bottom. And she has a red, um, what did you call it underneath? A petticoat. Petticoat. One of those fluffy, like, crinoline petticoats underneath. She has red heels on that either are strappy or are also brown. I can't tell. And she has on a... Hmm. I think it's a kind of silky green turtleneck, a giant, uh, like boutonniere <laughs> kind of thing happening. Like it's not even a brooch; it's just something nuts happening on her. And um, and she has a New Year's hat that has a feather in it, and she's drinking eggnog, and her feet are up on the couch, and it's like my favorite thing ever. I rewound three times in order to get this exact <laughs> second of her drinking the eggnog. Um, it was great. Perfect. Uh, what was yours? Um, or multiple? So there are a few, but I'm going to go with Dolly's yeah. dress. Oh, um, yeah. It's just, it's perfect. The sh- shoulder pads are bigger than, yeah. like, Montana. And yeah. Whoa. It's <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be of a big state. So many shoulder <laughs> pads. Good. And it's um, Love it. uh, sequenced. Sequenced. sequenced um, all mm-hmm. over. It's like a silverish color. There's Does it have like kind of um, what are those t- tasselly things? Mm-hmm. You know those things? Yeah, it's got tassels yeah, yeah. on the elbows. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. like a giant choker around mm-hmm. that's like her whole neck that mm-hmm. looks like it's part of the dress also. And of mm-hmm. course, it scoops down for her perfect cleavage. Her waist Whoa. is like two inches round. Perfect cleavage. Um, oh my gosh, that waist is ridiculous. It's long sleeve. It goes all the way to the floor, and her hair is like huge and curly and amazing. Her hair is beautiful. Giant it's earrings. So big. It's just, yeah. it's a great look for a Guardian oh, so, movie star. It's so 1989 becoming 1990. Yeah fantasticness and i actually just rewatched the drunk history where they talk about um dolly parton on it recently oh nice oh oh my god have you seen that one i, I think so. probably have they talk about how like she wrote jolene but then oh, yeah, um, that also one. that when she wrote i will always love you and like all those like oh man i just and then she was like i'm gonna be a movie star and all that stuff it was so good so i just seen that i think like on tuesday or wednesday night mm-hmm. <laughs> i was in mode for some dolly parton so good so good i bet people were like really excited when she showed up probably <laughs> I was we really don't get that many guest stars up. yeah like we get people that you recognize later like oh they're on this show later mm. but like we don't really have like guest stars that are big like for the day yeah. showing up on this sh- show yeah so i guess is that our episode that's our episodes leslie where can people find Everywhere us? Everywhere. We are the <laughs> Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers on iTunes and our official Podbean site. We are Sugar Baker Girls everywhere else, including Facebook, iTunes, nope, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, <laughs> Pinterest. If you like us, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It does help. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we will talk to, talk you, to you next, time. next week. Bye. Bye. Just got McConaughey. I just got McConaughey. You just got McConaughey to flip the switch. <laughs>